again, everyone. I will, I will go home. Uh, before I came here, I was praying, Lord, please make me a blessing. But uh, me and my wife will go home that we are the ones who are blessed. Uh, we have, uh, we are blessed by your, uh, this testimony, by your um, conviction, by your, what's this, by your good spirit, by the, the family of Pastor Adrian, by Pastor Adrian himself. It's not vain to, it's not vain to serve God. Amen. And so that's why I will, by the grace of God, I will go home and recharge. Okay, I will go home and by the grace of God, uh, hopefully by the grace of God, be more dedicated and um, humble to serve God. Uh, hopefully. No, hopefully. So, uh, if you got offended by the performance of Nehemiah, you just don't know what... Uh, Many pastors kids like me, what we have done before. Okay. So it's a good thing that he's being trained already at that young age. Um, my parents, we grew up in a family with a very busy parents. So uh, in fact, for 15 years, my, my papa, my mama did not live with us. We live in a separate house. Like uh, only the children and then my parents will uh, sleep in their office. So the verse that a child left to himself, bring it, what? <laughs> their mother and father shame. <laughs> so when I surrendered to Bible college, I confessed to them, Pa, Ma, this is what I did. Why did you not watch over us? And uh, I was telling them, confessing to them so that they will watch for my brothers and sisters. I don't want my brothers and sisters to follow or do what I did. And no need to, to mention those things. I just know that um, uh, I don't know the grace of God before. I only heard the word grace. But uh, when, when God gave me a burden to serve Him in the ministry, that's how I understand grace. By the grace of God, I'm never, I never felt like insecure to my papa. If you know my papa, he's very humble, very meek. He cannot hurt really a person and I'm the complete opposite. When I grew up in high school, I, I fight many people because we own the school. You like, you, you imagine uh, the effort, huh? we own the school. I, I, I fired four teachers when I was a high school student. Like, I, I told one teacher, I can fire you. <laughs> so, the teacher, whenever, whenever they got to uh, do something that is not pleasant in my eyes, they ask, they ask sorry from me, Jofed, sorry. So, it, I, I grew up like that. I grew up that teachers are asking sorry. To me, it's not the student was asking sorry to the teacher. So I, I was spoiled, and I, I, I had uh, many uh, college classmates who are very rich and, and not only rich but very uh, what's this? Very uh, very bad influence. 
So I, I follow that that one that that life. But when I reached when my third year college, I I got a burden from God to to serve Him. So that's how it started. And after 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 I finished my college course, after I graduate, I did not uh, commit to that calling. I worked as a medical representative for two years. So I added more to my disobedience. And so, and uh, there's just a time when I um, uh, uh, reflect on my life and this verse really convicted my heart. The verse is Galatians 6, 7. What you saw, you read. So I asked myself, Jofed, you are uh, 21 years old. What will happen to you if you reach 30? You reach 40? You reach 50? Will you be happy in life? Will you be joyful? And I, I just said, no, I, I will not be because uh, living in sin is not worth it. So by the grace of God, uh, I'm not yet 40, but I, I do not regret the, the day that I surrendered my life in the ministry. Amen. So there's no regret, no, not yet. No, no regret by the grace of God. So you have your Bibles with you. Please open your Bibles and let's all stand and open our Bibles in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Let's read together verse 4 to 9. 4 to 9. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 9. Are you there? Verse 4, ready to 9, ready, read. Rejoice in the Lord always. Father God, thank you, Lord, for all you have, the good things, Lord, that you have done to us, even, Lord, the lessons, even, Lord, the disciplines, and, Lord, we appreciate everything. If you understand, Lord, your will, and your will, Lord God, is for us uh, for us to be like you. Lord, right now, uh, may you use this message, Lord, help us, Lord, to understand and to redirect our focus and help us, Lord, to have joy in serving you. And may our focus, Lord, in serving you is not, Lord, in what we can get, not even, Lord, in what we can do, but, Lord, in our motives, Lord, that all of, Lord, uh, our desires and actions, Lord, may it be uh, pleasant and acceptable in your eyes. Lord, bless this church, Lord God. I know, Lord, that... Um, all of us here have potential, Lord, in 
the ministry, whatever, Lord, ministry that you have prepared and planned for us. I pray, Lord God, that you will use us effectively, Lord God. And Lord, may we enjoy, Lord, our service to you. May this blessing, Lord, uh, this message, Lord, be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you may sit down. How to have real joy. That's the title of our message this evening, afternoon. How to have real joy. So we will be talking about real, what? Real joy. No, there's, there's a lot of things that is not real today. There's a fake, what? Maybe uh, a fake uh a fake chicken, a fake strawberry. I have tasted a very good strawberry. Real joy, not a counterfeit. Okay, not a counterfeit, not a fake. How to have a real joy? Now listen, Satan can steal our joy. That's the job of Satan. The Bible says, uh, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We are not born into this world as a warrior. We are born a warrior. Okay? We worry a lot. Okay? We worry a lot. We worry about what people think. We worry about the future. Okay? And, and Dwight Moody said, I have never met a man who has given me much trouble as myself. He said that. He said those words. Third three common occurrences in our everyday lives. Every day we do this. We walk, we eat, we communicate. Okay? But we just don't acknowledge this, but you know, the fourth thing that is uh, occurring every day, we worry. We worry a lot. And I say we because that includes me. Okay? We have worries. Many Christians today are Troubled. Can you imagine? Troubled with worries. Trouble and worry. Heavy thoughts and troubles in our hearts. And sometimes we bring this in church. And I don't know with you. I'm just being um, honest today. Okay? And um, I can be like this. And nobody can notice. I can be like this. And you know, the pastor doesn't know. Maybe the pastor will say, oh, he's okay. He's smiling. He's singing. But you can be carrying this in church right. and you go home and still having that burdens. Yeah. Right. Having those worries and like what will happen or, or what, what about his opinion or what, what will they say? So many Christians today are experiencing a defeated life. Defeated. Defeated. Why I call it defeated? Because there's no joy. Yeah. There's no joy anymore and that's not God's will in our lives. Do you know? You know that if you are saved today and you can be saved today and still be unhappy? Yeah. Still be unhappy. Why? Because uh, you can be saved and yet there's no victory over sin. You can be saved and yet there's no victory over self. You can be saved and selfish. You can be saved and worrier. You can be saved and discontented. You can be saved and unsatisfied. Unsatisfied. You can be saved and unhappy. There's, there's many stories about unhappiness, but can you imagine the Israelites 
God saved them from Egypt and God promised to them the promised land, Canaan, a land flowing with milk and honey. And yet, here they are, they are journeying with no joy. Journeying and yet complaining. Journeying and what? Uh, murmuring. Criticizing the men of God. Journeying and yet thinking about Egypt. They left Egypt, but Egypt did not leave them. Okay? They carry Egypt in their heart, like uh, the, the melons in Egypt, the garlic in Egypt. We have a grave in Egypt. Can you imagine they're thinking about the grave in Egypt? That it's okay for them to die in Egypt because there's a grave in Egypt. Warrior. And the truth, biblical truth, is that only few people reach the promised land. Okay. I do not have the number of them. My Sunday school teacher told me 600. One Sunday school teacher told me 1.2 million. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, maybe. But what I know is that from that, from those adults, only two reached the promised land. Joshua and Caleb. They have, the Bible says, they have a different spirit. Different spirit. In our text, Paul said here, be careful for nothing. It means don't worry. It's not, it doesn't mean uh, hakuna matata. It's different. Okay, it's different. Hakuna matata is different. It's like, ah, no worries. I don't. Hey, your house is burning. Ah, it's okay. No, that's, that's hakuna matata. That's not good. But you know the difference between happiness and joy? Happiness and joy. Happiness can be gratification. Can be can be enjoyment of pleasure. Like for example, if you bought a new phone, gratification. Pleasure. Now, I'm not saying that's really that's bad, no, but that's just happiness. Okay? If you have if you have if you bought a new car, of course, just smile. It's okay to smile. You have bought a new car. Okay? But that's happiness. You know what's joy? Joy is an inner state of the heart that is not based on our circumstances. And that's joy. Joy is inside your heart that doesn't base on the circumstances. You can be wearing a very very expensive suit right now very expensive expensive uh what's this uh shoes and yet you are not smiling you are unhappy and on the other side on the opposite side you can be wearing brandless or maybe a shirt that is given to you okay no brand or maybe it has a hole but you are happy you are happy that you are in new zealand you are happy that you are in this church. You are happy that you have a partner. You're just happy. Amen. You're happy that you are alive. Amen. That's joy. Happiness depends on the events of surroundings. If you have party, if we have an event, then you are happy. But you know what? Joy is a product of the grace of God. Amen. Joy is a product of the grace of God. 
Paul said when Paul asked for for God from God to remove his thorn in the flesh thorn in the flesh now I don't really know what's his problem physically maybe his eyes maybe maybe he has some back pains because you know he has many so many punishment and but God said Paul my grace is enough for you and Paul said therefore will I rather glory Paul said I will be happy in my problems wow that's just different that's not happiness that's joy he said I have problems I'm happy I'm okay Happiness is a result of good things. Like you can pass the bar exam, you pass the exam, but joy is the product of the presence of God in your life. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Habakkuk said, Habakkuk said, although the, very famous verse, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail. And the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off. Can you just imagine your happiness? The, 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 the external things in life that makes you happy will be gone. The fig tree will... No, there, no more fig tree, no more olive. These are the things that he was used to have. He used to have in, in his life. There's olive around in Israel. There's vines. There's, there's this, the, the grapes, the... It's like water for them. But Habakkuk said in verse 18, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. In the Lord. Job said in Job 13 verse 15, Though he slay me. Though he slay me. Can you imagine? What, what's, what's your very best asset right now? It's your life. Where would you be if you're not breathing anymore? And yet Job said, Lord, though you slay me, yet will I trust in him. In all this, Job sin not. How to have real joy? That's the introduction. The message is how to have real joy. Number one, number one this evening, there is joy. There is joy in fellowshipping with the right person. There is joy in fellowshipping with the right person. There is joy in fellowship, in fellowship with the right person. And this person is this, is in verse 4. In our text, Philippians verse chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible says, Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. The Bible did not say rejoice in Brad Pitt. Rejoice in Hollywood. Rejoice in New Zealand. Rejoice in your partner. Now, I'm not saying that you will be mad at your partner. No. But people can change. People can hurt you. People can do bad to you. But if you have this joy in the Lord, then that joy cannot be taken from you if your joy is in the Lord. Amen. In the Lord, let me let me elaborate that more. Let me explain that more. The significance of the word in. The word in. The word I-N. The word I-N. The word in is what? In English. 
in English, what uh, the word in is a preposition. The word in is a preposition. And what does it mean? It signifies or shows position. Inside. In the mall. In the car. Okay? Preposition. In Genesis chapter 7, Noah is inside the ark. Look at here. Genesis chapter 7. And there's this is a very, very... Uh, I don't know if... I'm, I'm sure this will not happen again, but can you imagine if you are in the situation of Noah? You are inside the ark. Genesis chapter 7 verse 1, the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Come thou and all thy house into the ark. When the ark was completed, the ark was completed. Of course, it's Noah and his three sons and their their wives, and Noah's wife. Okay? They were building and helping the ark. When the ark was completed, God told Noah to bring the pairs of all the animals and birds into the ark. There's a, a, a an animal specific that uh, not only pair but by seven. The dove and the, the sheep, okay? Because uh, God intends for a sacrifice. They're, they were a clean animal. Now, notice that God did not say, Noah, go into the ark. Okay? God did not say, say to Noah, Noah, go into the ark. If God said, Noah, go into the ark, that would mean that God is outside the ark. Noah, go into the ark. Notice here, God said, Come. Come thou, you, and thy or your house, look at this, into the ark. So Noah was in the ark with God. Amen. Noah was in the ark with God. God is inside the ark, and God is telling Noah, Noah, come inside. Come inside, Noah. There was only one door into the ark and for seven days that door remained open. Noah pleaded with the people, please come, please come. And of course, he was like a, a fool during that time. Of course, if you don't believe in God's word, then this would be a fool. Tithing would be foolish. Coming here would be foolish. Praying would be foolish. Obeying would be foolish. Okay? Modesty would be foolish because you don't believe. And so, they mocked Noah. Why? There's no rain. There's no rain. And Noah was building an ark. For seven days, Noah, and Noah was called the preacher of righteousness. Then, later on in verse 16, Genesis 7, 16, They that went in, male and female of all flesh, and has God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Who closed the door? It's God. Right. <coughs> secured God, secured the door. The ark is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. 
The ark is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. This world we live is a very wicked and God will one day judge this world by fire. But God has given us what? An ark of safety. An ark of safety. Jesus is our ark of safety. The moment we receive the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that He is alone our Savior, God puts us in Christ. There's a verse, many verses in the Bible that you receive Jesus Christ. Amen. That's true. Jesus Christ is in you. But you know that you are also in Christ. <clears throat> yes, Christ is in you. And believe this. You also, if you have Jesus Christ, you are in Christ. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.30 But of him are ye in Christ, Jesus who of God is made unto wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. This is not just an assurance of our salvation. Of course, you are in Christ. Christ is in you. That's our assurance. But listen, that's not only for our assurance, but also that can be our source of joy. Source of joy. You are in Christ. Whatever happens here, God saved me already. God loved me already. And if God spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him what? Also freely give us all things. You know, happiness or 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 protection or safety or prosperity, those are just minor things in the eyes of God. The major thing is what? His son, he gave his son already. He gave his son already. Noah and his family were not outside the ark or were not in a rope and there's a an anchor in the ark. No. Noah and his family were what? They were inside the ark perfectly safe. Perfectly safe. Are you not joyful that you are in Christ? And that is only our source of joy. You are in Christ. You are in Christ. If you are unhappy today, if you are unhappy, you are you are carrying these burdens and you're just not aware that, that this unhappiness or the lack of joy or burdens, you know what? This can influence people. If you are a parent, this can influence your children. This can influence your service. This can influence your future. So if you have something in your heart this evening, let me ask you, how is your fellowship with God? Because again, point number one, there is what? There is joy. There is joy in the right fellowship. I'm not asking about your relationship with your family. Relationship with your family, that's that's good. That's a good relationship. And I do not ask yet about your, I'm not asking about your attendance. I'm not asking about your plans. I'm just asking if you have burdens right now or lack of joy. And I'm asking you right now, how is your fellowship with God? How is your fellowship with God? 
Do you give all your burdens to Him? Do you have a desire that, that you give it to Him? Lord, this is my desire. You know why God blessed Abraham so much? When God, when Abraham obeyed God and Abraham gave to God Isaac, then God said, Abraham, in blessing, I will bless thee. Why? Why is that? Why, why is, is God ready to give Abraham his all? His all blessing. Because Abraham, the God, Abraham proved his love to God. Abraham, this is God's statement, not from Abraham. God said, God told Abraham, Abraham, now I know that thou fearest God. Amen. You know what? Uh, I, I do not see only Abraham's faith in God. I see also Abraham's love for God. I mean, that's Isaac, his only son, the promised child. And yet, he loved God more, more than Isaac. And the result of God, of that is blessing after blessings. If you cannot find joy in your fellowship with God, then church, listen, you will not find it anywhere else. That's right. Because like, you, you, I can have this joy with my relationship with my wife, and I thought that's it, that's my source of joy, that, that, that can be gone. In God's sovereignty, God can took it. God can take it. Okay? God can change the heart. The heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord and he turneth it whomsoever he will. The world is looking for some feelings of happiness with what? With vices. With vices. But you know what? What do you expect if your happiness is with vices or with, with sin? You know what to expect? Misery later. Misery later. But if your joy is in God, if you have this fellowship with God, then the Bible says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. If, your love, if you love your fellowship with God, nothing can stop you. You will not backslide, you will not stop, you, you will continue because what? In Psalm chapter 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, his delight is in what? Is in the law of the Lord. Is in the law of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Who said this? Who said those words? Who said those words? Paul. Where was Paul when this was written? In prison. And yet, you are here in New Zealand and you don't have joy. <laughs> like, you are complaining. You are murmuring. And yet, Paul said, rejoice. He was encouraging the believers in Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord. And where was Paul? In prison. <laughs> with no TV. With no order. Like, hey, can I order a burger? McDo? Something? No, no. No, I don't know if he has a pillow. I don't know. I don't know if he has enough food. But the Bible says, Paul said, rejoice in the Lord. 
Rejoice in the Lord. Number one, there is joy in fellowshipping with the right person and that person is God. That's our source of joy. Number two, there is joy in, number two, in feeding on the right things in life. Feeding. Feeding on the right things in life. Feeding. What we allow to enter into our thought life can be a factor into our joy. Yeah. What we allow to enter here. Yeah. I, 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 I heard one time, garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out. And you may not believe that, but the Bible says in Lamentations 3.51, Mine eye affected mine heart. Mine eye affected mine heart. Do you believe that there is a lot of indoctrination today? A lot, as in a lot. In our time, in the Philippines, we have these horror movies in the television. We have also, that wasn't really, we do not, we don't think it affected as much as a Christian. But because in the Bible, there's there are, Stories about horrors here, evil spirits. But um, before we have Power Rangers and some more. Right now, we have what I don't know. I, I just don't want to mention the the kind of shows that are being shown in television. It's just it's not safe. I don't know if you know Vice Ganda, but he. It's not she. He. He has a tattoo here. And that star tattoo, I, can, I just can't count anymore how many people have that kind of tattoo. It's because of influence. Influence. Mine eye affected mine heart. Catholicism right now and the one religion agenda, can, you can see that, you can sense it. It's being pushed. Being, it's called indoctrination. The evil, wicked agenda through music, through education, sad to say, through the culture, culture, and our hearts also. In we can influenced by our hearts. Do not say my heart. Let us follow, follow our heart. Oh, that's just very unbiblical. Because what? People can become a critic. People can easily become covetous. People can be entitled. People can be insecure. A person can be lazy. A person can be vengeful. Vengeful. A person can be lustful. Lustful. And let me tell you this. It all started in the mind. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Can you open please your Bibles in 2 Corinthians chapter 10? 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, 
and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Look at this. Casting down imaginations. Now, imaginations is not just a not just a thought that passed by. Okay? Imagination, like for example, I, I if I'm I'm starving, right? If I'm starving, I'm not starving. I just said if. If I'm starving and I pass by KFC, KFC, and I will say, Oh, I it's I want I want a KFC. That's not imagination. That's just a thought that will pass by. And later on, I will go and continue. You know what is uh, the word imagination? It's from the Greek word lo logismos, which means calculated thoughts or a pattern of thinking. A pattern of thinking. We can have a pattern of thinking that is offensive in the eyes of God. Yeah. You can be thinking like, I'm, I'm entitled, people need to listen to me. And then you go on tomorrow, I'm entitled, people should listen to me. And then you continue that kind of thinking. And that is the reason why you don't enjoy in your life because of yeah. your wrong thinking. Yeah. Wrong thinking. And I'm just that's just one problem. Maybe you have lust in your mind. Maybe you have hatred. Maybe you want to, to revenge. Maybe you want to disobey. Maybe you're planning on rebellion. The word, the Bible says, casting down imaginations. Yeah. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of Christ. Those imaginations are fighting against the knowledge of Christ. Yeah. It all started in the mind. Now, if we have mentioned bad thoughts, what should come into our mind in our text? The Bible says, finally, my brethren. This is in our text. This is what we should feed into our minds. Finally, my brethren. What? Whatsoever things are true. True. Are you feeding your minds with truths from the word of God? Are you feeding your minds with biblical truths? Whatsoever things are honest. Oh, I, I'm, I, this is my habit before. I love to daydream. I love to daydream. I, 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 I dream of uh, winning the lotto or just anything. Uh, uh, being in ABS-CBN. <laughs> feeling. I, I, I just have some weird thoughts before that I, I'm like this. But let me tell you this, that's not true. Those, those are not true. Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, the Bible says, think or meditate on these things. There is joy in feeding the right things in life. Yeah. Think on these things. Whatever comes into our mind, we should ask ourselves. We should ask ourselves, is it the truth? Sometimes we, we are enjoying the fellowship and you hear a gossip. And you believe the gossip. It can cause your joy to diminish. Because you believe a gossip. And the gossip is that, hey, uh, they said that you are not good looking. 
you are hurt. You are hurt. So you should ask yourself if there is an information or idea that will pass by or come into your mind or you hear it, you should ask yourself, is it the truth? Is it my business? Does it glorify God? Will this imagination be pleasing in God's eyes? Because if that imagination is an offense to God, listen, that imagination should not stay in your mind. You should confess it. Confess means agree with God. Lord, this is wrong. This is wrong. Will the fruit of my thought lead others to the Lord? We should ask ourselves, Lord, this thought will if 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 Lord, you can you can read my thought, Lord God, but Lord, if this person can read my thought, will he be blessed? We should ask ourselves. So whatever comes into our mind, we should have a screening. Whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue. If there be any praise, the Bible says, think on these things. Lastly, lastly, number one, what's number one? There is joy in our fellowship with God. Only there. There is happiness if we have what? Birthday. You invite me to a buffet, there is happiness. But after, there is what? Laziness. You want to sleep. You're not happy anymore. You're sad. Oh, why, why did I eat too, too much? So that's not joy. Buffet table, that's not joy. Acquiring things, that's not joy. Because, uh, can you imagine? If you have, when uh, I, I bought, when I was in Medrep, I bought right away. My first salary, I bought an iPhone 4 and a Blackberry bowl. I just want to prove to myself that I can live on my own. So I bought it right away. That time, that was the best phones. Blackberry Bold and iPhone 4. If you have iPhone 4 today, please change your phone now. <laughs> please. Please. But that time, that was very, that was the best phone yet. So can you imagine if you put your joy in those things, it will change. The value will diminish. Okay? There is joy in what? Our fellowship with God. There is joy in our in the in our in our feeding the right things. Number 3, there is joy in the fruits of our obedience. Fruits. 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 If you understand the principle of laboring and fruits, then while laboring, while waiting, you can enjoy. You can enjoy. Where is this in our text? Verse 9. Verse 9. We have now the right feeding. Whatsoever things are true. We have now the right fellowship. Our fellowship is in the Lord. In verse 9. Those things which ye have learned, both learned and received and heard and seen in me. One word only. Do. Do. Amen. Do. Amen. And the Amen. God of peace shall be with you. Amen. Again, again. Learn, receive, heard, seen. What's our responsibility? Do. Do. The responsibility is do. 
The Bible says, Acts chapter 1, verse 1, Jesus began both to do and to teach. Do and to teach. Not just hearers, not just watching, not just observing. The Bible says, Jesus said to his disciples, Happy are ye if ye do them. In washing the disciples' feet, the disciples did not understand, Lord, why? Peter said, you know, this, this verse, that story is a proof that uh, our works cannot save us. Why? Because Peter said, Lord, thou shalt never wash my feet. But Jesus said to Peter, if I wash thee not, you have no part with me. Then Peter said, Lord, not my feet only, also my head. Lord, beat me, bath me. Oh, but Jesus said, those that are, they that are washed, they that are whole, needed not to say, wash my head, for they are washed already. Okay, so Jesus is telling that, Peter, you are washed already. But in serving God in the ministry, your feet will be dirty. And I'm doing this, I want to make you an example that you should do this to, to other people. Now, that is not a doctrine that we should wash our feet literally. That means serving one another. Amen. Jesus said, I am your master. You, you, you say well. And if I am your master and have washed your feet, you should wash the feet also of your brothers and sisters. And Jesus Christ said, if you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Amen. Our service, this is the direction of our service. Not, all, not just for ourselves. I'm doing this so that I will be promoted. I'm doing this so that I will be blessed. No, 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 no. Do this for God. Amen. And do this so that your brothers and sisters will be blessed. Yeah. Amen. And let God take took the... In other words, do not bless yourself. Do not bless yourself. Bless God. Serve God, serve others, and allow God to bless you. Amen. Allow God to bless you. What's the joy in doing the will of God? Why is there joy in doing, in doing? Why is there joy in doing? Because of the, the principles of sowing and reaping. I mean... This principle is a universal principle, universal law. Sowing and reaping. In 1 Corinthians, I'm, 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 not, I'm not gonna take long now. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, if you can open your Bibles in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, the Bible says here in verse 10. Look at here. There's a statement here that can be can give us joy in our service to God. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 10. For saith he altogether for our sakes, for our sakes no doubt, this is written, that he that ploweth should, what? Should plow in hope, and that he that thresheth in hope should be a partaker of his, his hope. Notice this statement, plow in Hope. What is what is P L O W? What is that? In action, what is that? Plowing? Like uh, what? Oh. In in the field? Planting, right? Planting? Now, when you plant, when you plow, what do you expect? 
Do you expect a fruit tomorrow? No. When you plow, you, you expect what? You expect first you plant the seed. Okay? Well, you plow so that you, you are preparing the, the soil. So, the Bible says you plow in hope. You, you do this and you are expecting, you know what you're expecting. You, you plant a mango tree, you expect, you plant a mango seed, you expect a mango tree. And you have that hope, you plow in hope. When you teach a child, you expect that child will follow later on. Okay? When, when you obey God, you expect that God will guide you, God will bless you. God will honor His word because you obey God. And isn't it a source of joy that when you obey God, you know that something will happen in your life? Amen. Plow in hope. The principle of sowing and reaping. What you sow, you reap. The blessing of God is not an accident. Okay? There's no accident with God. It's a product of faith and obedience. Yeah, right. It's just wrong to expect a fruit. It's just wrong to expect a fruit and you do not plant a seed. It's very wrong. It's, it's not just uh, unbiblical, it's illogical. Why, why are you expecting a, a fruit from God, Lord? Why I'm not happy? Why I'm not blessed? Wait, wait, wait. Did you do? Huh? Did you follow? In the verse, they plow in hope. Plowing, plowing, raining, sweating, and waiting. But it's not useless. It's never in vain. Just do good. If you have a, an erring family member, just do good. Just do good. If you have a, an, an, an erring loved one, a loved one who is very disobedient, or a loved one who, who, who now backslides, just do good. You may be in a hard situation right now. Just do good. The Bible says, suffer for well-doing. Suffer for well-doing. Why do good? Like for example, maybe you have a boss right now. And, and uh, a lot here are, are Filipinos. Yes, um, sometimes maybe your, your, uh, your, your boss will not treat you right. Maybe you are you are the only save in the company. Maybe you are the only save in your family, and and your family are unsaved, and they will not honor your conviction. They will not respect your conviction. This is the verse for you, for all of us. Second Timothy two, verse twenty-four. Second Timothy two, verse twenty-four. Why doing good is still the answer. Just do good. Just follow God. Just obey God. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.24, The servant of the Lord must not strive. Okay? When people are harsh to you, don't, don't fight. When your boss is, um, uh, I don't know, you have no favor with your boss, just do good. Don't fight back. Okay? When they will mock your faith, just do good. Just do good. Because the Bible says, Servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men. Verse 25. In meekness, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. 
Instruct in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. The continuation, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. People are blinded by Satan. People are blinded by sin. And by your good works, God can use your testimony in changing their minds about God. Hey, why is this person very happy? Why is this person, I, I treat him bad. I curse him. I, 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 all manner of evil is being thrown at you and you're still doing good. What's your answer? You blow in hope. It's okay because one day, one day maybe the, the biggest answer, the biggest need of this man is salvation. And I'm, I'm here for a reason. This is not an accident that I'm here. So you are there. It's not an accident. Just do good. Just do good. If you are being scolded because you are always late, that's bad. That's bad. That's, that's natural. Don't say na I'm uh, uh, Pastor Adrian in our house. I'm 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 being persecuted because my mom wanted me to wash my clothes. No, that's not persecution. You should wash your own clothes. That's not persecution. That's right. One 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 uh, one student said, "I'm very shy. That every time I go to school, I'm I'm always late. I'm very shy." So from now on, I will not be shy anymore. So that's, his, that's his resolution. So listen, those things are not good. But if bad things are thrown at you, bad things, and you know, you know, you have not done anything wrong, just continue, do good, because this is God's will. This is God's will. You take it patiently. Take it patiently. And the Bible says, peradventure that God will give them repentance. There is joy in doing God's will because that is the law, the Bible law. What you sow, you reap. There is joy in doing God's will because we are God's stewards. We are God's stewards. People are not reading the Bible. People are not going to church, but let me tell you this. You may not know this, but they are reading your life. People are reading our life. Peter said, If any man suffer as a Christian, suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Let him not be ashamed. Why should we be joyful in doing the will of God? There is joy in doing. Because in doing, we have fruits. We have fruits. Because... The Bible did not command us to be joyful when we have money. The Bible never command us to be joyful when our needs are met or when our desires are granted or when we have friends. When should we be joyful according to the Bible? When? The Bible says in our text, always. And again, I say, rejoice. The special number, you are saved to the uttermost. Can you imagine, if you understand that statement? Amen. If you are unsaved today, how long will you be staying in hell if you die? It's not just 1,000 years. Right. Not just 10,000 years. Forever and ever. And you are saved from that. 
Amen. That's how God loved you. Amen. That's our source of joy. Amen. You are saved from that. Saved forever and ever. Saved from ourselves because this this self, this is selfish. Right. Selfish. And God can change that by not only by saving us from hell, but by saving us from ourselves. He gave us his life. He gave us his life. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. A new creature. What are the problems we are facing today? I don't know your problems. I have here a list. Maybe, maybe worry about having a job or no job. I don't know. Lack of finances, lack of money. Maybe a health crisis. Maybe some issues in the family. I don't really know. I don't ask Pastor Adrian. Pastor Adrian, what's the issue of this? I don't know. I don't do that. I don't do that. Maybe there are uncertainties in your life. You don't know. But this is what I know. The, uh, Paul said in our text, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is near. God is near. And we can be joyful to that. There is joy in the in the fruits of our obedience. So maybe we don't see yet the fruits. I, I just hope that that uh, by, uh, by this time in our service to God, we have seen our fruits already. And just see the fruits of the ministry. Just, just see the fruit of the labor of Pastor Adrian here. And you can be joyful. Just see the fruit of, of your obedience to God. And you can be joyful. And let me, uh, let me tell you this, church. You have seen the fruits already. God bless you. God uh, promoted you. God protected you. And let me, let me challenge this to you. How much more if we continue to obey Him? Amen. If we'll do more, how? I don't know what will happen. I don't know the kind of fruits that will happen in the next few years. I don't know. But that can be our source of joy. Lord, there is fruits, good fruits, in obeying Your will. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, thank You, Lord. Sometimes, Lord, our... Joy can be in the wrong things. And we thought, Lord, that people can give us joy. Money can give us joy. Events can give us joy. But, Lord, we are wrong. Joy, Lord, is found in having a right relationship with you. Joy, Lord, is found in, in loving your word, obeying you, Lord God. And, Lord, there is joy, Lord, in our labor because, Lord, there will be fruits. <clears throat> you said, Lord, in your word, good and perfect gift is from above. May we not be mistaken, Lord, in, in being content with having the wrong things. Being content, Lord, with, with uh, lust. May we, Lord, wait for your perfect will, your, the, the perfect gift, Lord God, that you have prepared for us. And, Lord... You are a God who is proven already. You have proven your love to us. I pray, Lord, that we'll, we can continue, Lord, serving you by your grace. Lord, 
Help us, Lord God, to be faithful. Help us, Lord, not to listen to the wild temptations of Satan. Help us, Lord, to learn to obey you, learn to love your word, and Lord, increase, Lord, in our service, Lord, in the ministry. Lord, may you bless each and every one of us. May we have a room, Lord, in our hearts, a room for repentance if there are things, Lord, that we need to change. May we have, Lord, in our hearts a, a, an affection, Lord, for spiritual things, not only, Lord, a desire, Lord, for material things. And I pray, Lord God, that our joy can be, can be seen, Lord, by the people that are watching us. And Lord, I pray, Lord God, that our joy will increase, will abound as we continue serving you. Lord, bless this church. Bless Pastor Adrian. Bless the men, the young people, Lord God. May we all, Lord, continue in serving you and in knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Continue to bow your heads and close your eyes. It's time for us to respond. Um, it's a great... Um, you know, um, time for us to respond after the message. The Lord is uh, working in our midst. The message is very clear. And there is joy in all of us wanting that joy. And to find that joy is cannot, cannot be found in material things. Uh, joy cannot be found in uh, temporal things. It must be coming from within, coming from uh, our um, right relationship with the Lord. And everything else will just um, come into place. And maybe we have struggles with that. Um, many of us maybe are looking joy somewhere else. And um, now you realize that joy is not really from, uh, does not depend on the circumstances surrounding us and joy is really from um, within so tonight um, after you have um, listened to the messages this week this morning tonight um, I do not know where where is that particular part of the message that the Lord has put his finger on in your life whatever is that you may come to the Lord and talk to Him before we close um, our service tonight. The altar is open. If the Lord is speaking to your heart, come and bring it into the altar. If there's anything that um, will hinder you significantly in your service to the Lord, do not allow this moment to pass. Make it clear before the Lord you don't want any of this hindrance from the future blessing in your life. Give it unto the Lord. Tonight, let's give it. Because we want His blessing. Not part of it. We want the whole of it. And if there's anything in our life that hinders that blessing, what a sad thing it is. Because there should not be there should not be anything in between us and the Lord. We want His blessing and we want its full blessing. And we want the Lord to, you know, to have that joy. Oh, how much we want that joy. Or, and how much we miss that joy. Because we do not understand it. We found that joy somewhere else. But tonight, looking into this, 
the, the Lord wants us um, to understand it. And then we know, you know your life, you, I know mine, you know your situation, you know your heart, and you can even figure out what is that problem. What is that problem that hinders God's blessing in your life? Then bring it unto the Lord. There's no point holding it in our hearts. There's no point keeping it. We want the Lord and all of His blessing upon our life, then give your life to the Lord. Thank you. That's the way, brother. That's the way, sister. Then give it. Speak to God. What a blessing it is. What a joy it is that we can be joyful wherever we are right now, whatever we are. We can be joyful. The basis of our joy started right there when we came to know the Lord Jesus. Amen. And the Lord does not end there. That is just the basis. That is just the beginning. The Lord wants to give you His blessing and His blessing is abundant blessing. The thief cometh not but first to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And that is what God's you know, desire in your life. What hinders that? You know it, brother. You know it, sister. The Lord knows it. So don't keep it. Give it unto the Lord. And give it to Him. Because He is more than willing to help you get away from that. Say whatever you want to say to the Lord tonight. Say whatever you want to say. But the Lord wants your blessing. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless me. Let's continue to pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the message tonight. Thank you for using Pastor Jophet. And Lord, thank you for the hearts of your people. You have placed upon the hearts of the people, Lord, that soft, soil, receptive heart. And Lord, we now flow in hope that this hearts of these people that we have right now, O oh God, will have his, its fruit in the future. Continue, Lord, to bless your people. Continue, O oh God. Whatever, Lord, things that they have figured out tonight that have your fingers on and determine the problem, Lord, whatever is that that's being figured out tonight, please, Lord, help your people. Help them, O oh God. Thank you, Lord, for their uh, humility. Thank you for their desire to be of service to your name. Thank you, O oh God, for giving them that soft heart that, Lord, they may, the, the word of God may grow and that it may bear fruit in their life. And that, Lord, it will give you back the honor and glory. Thank you, Father, for what you have done throughout this week. Thank you for the blessings, spiritual blessings, and many other blessings of God that uh, we could not even um, count. 
But Lord, all of this, O oh God, is because of you. And tonight, Lord, as we close, we ask your favor. We ask, Lord, your protection, your blessing. And Lord, every family that is that has a part in our ministry, every father, every mother, every child, every individual that is part of our ministry, O oh God, I pray for your full blessing upon them. I pray, Lord, that you will multiply the blessings upon them. Use them, Lord, and use them mightily in the work of the ministry. Help them, Lord, in their endeavoring for the souls of men. Help them, Lord, in their desire to be um, a blessing to the people around them. And give them, Lord, the um, multiplied fruit of their labor. And that, Lord, they may also rejoice together with us, with you. And that, Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ in the end will be glorified in our midst. Thank you, Lord, once again. Thank you for the victory tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And the people say, Amen. Amen. All right. Tonight, that was the last message of Pastor Joffe that they're leaving Tuesday. And there's no more uh, preaching for him. And uh, we praise the Lord for all the uh, opportunity of uh, being. Oh, I have a visitor here. I do not know what he's doing. So, okay, that's um, the pigeon. The pigeon. Okay, so tonight. Uh, are you blessed tonight? Yeah. I'm blessed. All of us are blessed. We will have a special, supposed to be in the morning, a special offering for Pastor Joseph as he, you know, leaves um, back to the Philippines. We will bless him. He blessed us. He blessed us so much. So the Lord blessed us. So we must be also a blessing. Okay. Let's have a special uh, offering before the final hymn. We will sing the final hymn. And this, I know that you, you are, this is not new to us. You know, every time we have visitors, we will bless our visitors. And especially Pastor Jopin, because, you know, uh, this is our very own. You know, we came, our church came from, you know, our church came from the church in Mamolo. And, um, Pastor Jofen has been a great blessing in Mabolo, and we want to bless him. So, you know, prepare. If you don't have, you know, as we, as usual, you, sometimes some of us do not have, we don't bring cash, me, I don't bring cash anymore. Um, but just put in our uh, bank account there, in the church bank account, and label, label it properly, label it. But if you have cash tonight, then we'll do it. We will bless um, 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 Pastor Newman tonight. Okay, let's take our offering before the um, before the, the the final hymn tonight. Okay, okay. We will use both so that it's quicker. Um, we have these two um, offering bags. Uh, I will ask. No prayer now. We will pray together with that. But just pass it out. Um, Pass it on, and then we will we will sing that um, final hymn. Then after the final hymn, um, I will ask um, Carl. Carl, you pray for the closing also, and thank the Lord for the offering that is being done. Okay, brother Carl, we pray. Let's have um, the final hymn. Okay.
Alright, let's all stand for our final hymn in the service of the King. First one, ready? Sing! I am happy in the service of the King. I am happy, oh so happy. I have reason, joy, that nothing else can bring. In the service of the King. In the service of the King. Every time.
so many. This is not mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Maybe that's Buster's. Matthew, is this the one? The one you put it there, no?